It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Cedric Granger. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Fan on Halloween, October 31st. 2022 where the weather today is a lot warmer than you think for halloween but we're excited to have you joining us in the studio cedric granger joined by carl blaylock carl how you doing today really good really good it's uh been a pretty decent day nice out uh been pretty productive through everything so all in all very solid day good good and it looks like it should be a very solid day in terms of sports as well too i mean First, getting it started, you have the World Series going on, and it does look like it's pretty cloudy, and I heard also the weather out in uh, Philadelphia might be a little dicey. Yeah, so they're going to uh, decide at 6.30, uh, MLB and the two teams are going to meet up and decide whether they're actually going to play this game tonight, and that actually brings us to our trivia question of the day, and I'll see if uh, you have any clue on this, Cedric, which you're shaking your head already. I don't think you, because, uh, but what it is, is this would be the first rainout since when in the World Series? When's the last time a World Series game has gotten rained out? It looks like it might happen tonight, but when's the last time it's happened before that? Yeah, my guess would just be anytime you have a battle between like two teams and maybe cold or more adverse weather conditions. So, that's how I would think, like, oh, maybe the uh, Cubs versus Indians series. Now, they did get delayed there, and there was worries about it, but they played through them. So, yeah, like no. Anytime you have northern cities, yeah. like maybe, maybe. But. Yeah, they had, they had a few games that were possibly rained and packed, and, like, while I was doing research to figure this out, um, they did have, they did have, like, one, one game where, or they had one game, game two, where they thought they might have get, it might be uh, rain impacted and it might get rained out, but it uh, wasn't that one. And uh, another one I saw was last year's game, too, and it wasn't that one either. That one didn't get rained out. So uh, you got to sit there calls. and think about it. I mean, it, we'll, we'll see if you got – yeah, it, that, it was a good guess, though. And they did have that very famous, famous rain delay in there, but it, it, is, not, it is not Cleveland versus Chicago. That's not the 2016 World Series. So am I, uh, is it more recent or way farther back? Because I know you came up with this one kind of off the cuff. It's not like I, you saw on the internet. You kind of just were able to go back and do the research to find this one. I, I will say it, it, was, it was a World Series that did involve a team from the NL Central. So... Take that as you will. We should come back to that. Uh, how about, I mean, look at the NFL schedule. I mean, your Ravens win it on your birthday. Great birthday present for you. Tell you what. Uh, uh, my Colts. Yeah. The Commanders <laughs> well, spoiled uh, Sam Ellinger's first start. And, uh, I mean, that was, I will say, as a Colts fan, I liked what I saw from Sam. Uh, he was he was solid. He had good pocket presence, which he needs with how bad our offensive line has been. He he did have a few throws that were a little iffy, but for the most part, he read the defense decently well. I, I he was he knew when to use use his foot feet, and he knew when to throw the ball. And uh, I mean, he might have had a game winning drive if Michael Pittman didn't uh, end up dropping the uh, 
uh, dropping a pass on the last drive of that game. But I, I, you know what? I like what I see. There's room to grow. I'm interested. I think, I think he's earned his spot as, you know, a possible starter. And I think we're going to see how he progresses. Uh, but so far, I like what I'm seeing from Sam. He's going to be challenged, though. I know you guys match up against the Patriots coming up. And if there's anybody who knows how to scheme against young quarterbacks and early starters and feast on them, it is Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. As long as the quarterback can't run the football, which Ellinger, he does have a little bit of that in him. So maybe that could be a way for the Colts to overcome the Patriots. But as you heard, Colts, they fell to the commanders 17 to 16. Colts now sitting at three, four, and one. And this was a big swing game in terms of the playoff picture, where if the Colts would have won, they would have been sneaking their way into that spot tied with the Chargers and the Bengals for that seventh seed. But now with that loss, that's a little bit of a setback for Indianapolis. As I, this division, it looks like the Titans are really starting to come up with separation right now. I mean, everyone in the, that division sucks. There's no other way to put it. The Colts are not very good. The Titans really aren't very good. Yeah, the Texans five two are five two, the and Texans. You know, I don't like defending the Titans, but five and two is five and two. Five and two is five and two, but look at some of those games. Some of those games were just so ugly. They they should not be five and two. Two hey, of those wins NFL. were over the Colts, and the Colts just were not good. Carl, it's the NFL, man. There's no easy outs in this league. There's no teams. I mean, I guess the Eagles are making it look like it's a bunch of easy yeah, outs. They're the two seed. How general, are they the two seed? I didn't even see that. How are they the two they seed? They have the tiebreaker over Kansas City, but that game next week <laughs> will be decided head-to-head as the uh, Titans and the Chiefs will match up on primetime. But speaking of primetime, you got a really good primetime matchup coming up tonight as after we've seen some good primetime matchups in the Ravens and the Buccaneers, which was a good win for my Ravens on the road and Tampa Bay, 27-22. On my birthday, October 27th, it's only fitting for the Ravens to put up 27. And then last night we saw the Bills and the Packers have a decent game. The Bills controlled it most of the way through, but Packers tried to make it interesting. It definitely wasn't a bore for a Sunday night football game, 27-17 Buffalo. But tonight, Battle of Ohio, Bengals and Browns, Bengals four and three, Browns two and five. And you have to think that the Brown season is on the line right here, Carl. Yeah. I mean, we're going to see what the Browns can come up with tonight. Uh, both sides kind of limping into this one, looking at it, obviously, with the Bengals losing Jamar Chase. Uh, with, the bang, or with the Browns, I mean, they're missing Wyatt Teller uh, and a few defensive pieces as well. So, uh, it both teams kind of a little bit injured coming into this game, and uh, we'll see what happens with it. I, I would give the edge to the Bengals, but they're going to have to stop the run. The key to this game is stopping the run. If the Bengals can't stop the run, and it's going to be a Nick Chubb game, and Nick Chubb's going to run all over them. Conversely, for the for the Browns, I mean, they're going to have to they're going to have to be wary. Uh, I believe a few of the pieces that they are missing are in the secondary. I'm going to double check on that, but. They do need to win this game. They're sitting there at two and five right now. They're even behind the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, but once you get up a little bit higher there, the four and three, four and three, uh, five and three area is really close. So I mean, we're going to see uh, what happens with that. But uh, oh, I'm trying to find where the uh, where they're the people who are they who they're missing. For tonight's game and I'm not seeing but it. an important piece that but, is yeah. missing for the Bengals Jamar Chase is out yeah Jamar Chase is out and then 
trying to find and see the injury report for the Browns. Uh, yeah, so being out, with Chase being out is going to be big. It's going to have to be a lot of Tyler Boyd uh, stepping up. Uh, so we'll see if he can do that. But if he can, it's it's going to be a problem for the uh, – going to be a problem for the for the Bengals. They're, they're going to have to get that production stepped up from somewhere. Um, and whether it comes from another wide receiver, T. Higgins maybe. Is T. Higgins? No, T. Higgins is hurt, isn't he? Uh, no. He should be available. He should be available, It's yeah. him and Tyler Boyd. Uh, Hayden Hurst will also be out Hayden there Hurst is a key. As a tight end. But. And Joe Mixon. How, how, well do the Brown, or how well do the Bengals run the ball? I, I think is going to be key. It is. And we'll break down some more keys when we come back on The Sports Fan. Service. It starts on our streets and in the hearts of those who heed the call. For Sharon Kennedy, it started with a police badge, risking her life to protect the lives of others. But her service didn't stop there. After putting herself through law school, Kennedy found a new way to serve our state, helping Ohio families and protecting the less fortunate as a disciplined attorney. Today, Sharon Kennedy wears a judge's robe on our state Supreme Court but her dedication to street-level service hasn't wavered an inch. Kennedy applies the law fairly and compassionately from the bench and works with Ohio's veterans to get them the care and support they deserve. That's why Kennedy enjoys widespread support from law enforcement all across our state, including Ohio's Fraternal Order of Police and dozens of local sheriffs. Heeding the call, Sharon Kennedy for Ohio Supreme Court. Paid for by Kennedy for Ohio. Your sports leaders in Athens County, 970 WATH and WXTQ Power 105, the flagship station of your Ohio Bobcats and the home of the Athens County Game of the Week. And on 970 WATH, tune in for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Cincinnati Reds, Columbus Blue Jackets, Cincinnati Bengals, and all season long, Athens Bulldog football, basketball, and baseball. Monday through Friday, tune in to the sports fans starting at 6.06 and stay up to date with local sports. Follow us on Twitter at WATHWXTQ Sports. I'm Tanya Conrath, and I'm running for state representative. The Conrath family has lived in Southeast Ohio for five generations. Our values are your values. I've dedicated my life to lifting up our region, creating jobs and opportunities so our families can prosper and our kids and grandkids can find jobs here in the most beautiful corner of the state. Let's invest in our future. I'm Tanya Conrath, and I'm asking for your vote for state representative. Paid for by friends of Tanya Conrath. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Welcome back to the Sports Fan Halloween Edition. Battle of Ohio is coming up tonight between the Bengals and Browns, and you can listen to that on this station right here, 970 WATH, where we'll have all the coverage from Cleveland for that matchup between the Browns and Bengals. One of our sports fan hosts, Ethan Sargent, is there at the game, so he'll have some stuff to say in the next time he's here on the Sports Fan. But should be an exciting matchup uh, we already hit on it a little bit earlier when Carl was talking about how big Joe Mixon and the run game for the Bengals potentially can be. One of the weaknesses of this Browns defense is their rush defense, where they rank uh, one of the worst in the league. Also, one of the tough things, if the Bengals are going to drop back and pass, 
with some of their susceptibilities on the offensive line, Carl. I think Miles Garrett, Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, that kind of plays right into their hand. And those are guys you do not want getting after Burrow all day today. No, you don't. And you, you got to have the Bengals offensive line step up again. And uh, I, I've been a proponent, and I'll be honest, I haven't been able to catch uh, some of the Bengals games the last few weeks. Um, but I know the last time I watched the Bengals play, I believe it was against the Ravens. Um, the offensive line didn't look terrible, and, and that, uh, that, that's, I don't know about that. Well, maybe, it was, maybe, it was, maybe it was a different game. I'll try to remember the last Bengals game I ended yeah, up watching. Four sacks for the Ravens that night, but I think they did well on the rush, run blocking a lot better than their pass block. I think the O line did well, but also against the Falcons. Maybe I think the Falcons. I think there was a lot of coverage sacks uh, against them because the the uh, the line because. What what it is with the line play is it's really important. And, like, after week one, uh, I know a lot of Bengals fans were really, really worried about their offensive line. And I sat there and I went, you know what? Relax a little bit. Because I, I hearken back to 2018, the last year the Colts had with Andrew Luck. Uh, our offensive line at the beginning of that year sucked. Uh, he was it was, like, it was like he never left. Um, but we get to about week four, week five, uh, the people start gelling and – you, we were unstoppable. We didn't give up a sack for like five straight weeks. And that's something that I don't think to the same degree that the Bengals will have, but it takes a little bit to have that gel. You got to have that communication. It's a brotherhood up there on the offensive line. You got to sit there and you got to, uh, you got the guy in front of you and you got to trust that the guy next to you can get the guy or you have to sit there and whether you have to sit there and try to multitask with it. And I don't know, Cedric's probably sitting here looking at me uh, waving my arms out there as a, as a former offensive lineman. But, I mean, that's what you got to do. And you have to be able to have that almost wordless communication between everybody on the offensive line for that. And, and that's something that takes a little bit of time to gel. And I, 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 I've, I've liked what I've seen uh, from the Bengals' offensive line the last time I've watched them. I think I did watch the Dolphins game. And the Dolphins game, they looked pretty solid. I so I, I, I think that it's just building up that chemistry, and that's something that the farther they get into the season four, the, the better it'll be. And another thing is the fact they didn't play in the preseason. You know, none of those people played in the preseason. So um, we'll see. We'll see how they do it. Yeah, and another big factor, Bengals on the opposite line, the defensive line, and the entire defense as a whole, they still continue that streak of not giving up any touchdowns in the second half and it's really hard to lose games if they continue to keep that streak going and if they can do that tonight i see no way that the cleveland browns could overcome the cincinnati Bengals. as the Bengals try to keep pace with my baltimore ravens uh ravens up at five and three Bengals four and three but with the win Bengals can get themselves back into the seventh spot in the playoff picture they would jump the la chargers who were on a bye week so Big opportunity for Cincinnati, but anytime you have an AFC North game, it's bound to be quite physical. So I'm excited to see this battle between these two teams, kind of with Halloween-like colors on Halloween. Should be a great battle. Uh, but there are also some uh, deals and trades and everything going around the NFL today. Uh, one of the top headlines is that Roquan Smith added to division rival to the Bengals and the Browns by Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and, and that's a big addition for that Ravens defense. I know injuries kind of ravaging that secondary a little bit again. Uh, it's really a big pickup to where you get a very, very solid uh, linebacker. And, I mean, I don't know, uh, how, how much does Rokon Smith kind of give you of Ray Lewis? Obviously, he lofty, 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 lofty comparison. But he's a very good linebacker, and he's somebody who 
kind of fits into that role. Not necessarily as good as Ray Lewis, but, you know, the leader of the defense once he starts getting into it. And how many more years has he left on his contract? I think is he at the end of his rookie deal. Yeah, so um, fortunately the Chicago Bears are fortunate for the Ravens. The Bears are picking up most of the leftover money on that deal, so they're going to pay out Roquan. I think $4.8 million, while the Ravens only have to pay five hundred and seventy-five dollars to them at the league minimum until the end of this year, where our new contract will have to be up. So, in a way, it's pretty crafty by the Chicago Bears, where they don't have to pay Roquan Smith that massive extension, and they're going to be able to reap some draft picks, a second round, a fifth round, and then also Ravens linebacker A.J. Klein is moved over there as well, too. Uh, But for the Ravens, uh, Ray Lewis obviously set the tone for linebackers. He was the first middle linebacker in the history of the team and was there for a very long time from 1996 to 2012, 2013 season, ending with the Super Bowl. And he won two of them while he was there and is my all-time favorite player. Uh, So it's very difficult to live up to those expectations. But for the Ravens, they've had to keep, depending on Josh Bynes, Josh Bynes, a longtime veteran who was on the Ravens team back in 2012 when they won the Super Bowl in that 2012-2013 season. And I think it would really help this linebacking core. And the Ravens still kind of dealing with injuries. Marcus Williams, their big-time free safety, who led the league in interceptions through three weeks, got injured in the Bengals game. Uh, So that was a big loss. But for the Ravens to have a big, thumping linebacker is really going to help them against the run. Uh, The fact that the Ravens have had double-digit leads over a lot of teams has forced a lot of teams to get away from the run but there have been teams that have been able to run on the Ravens decently well Nick Chubb almost had 100 yards uh, against Baltimore and I think Roquan Smith's going to be a big factor in being able to shut those things down he had a great career with the Bears and he does seem to fit the Ravens culture like a glove yeah for sure all right so we'll take our last break of the sports fan when we come back we'll answer the trivia question as well as reveal our hot picks you're listening to the sports fan on 970 wath every two minutes a woman in the u.s is diagnosed with breast cancer and in that split second her life changes forever the toll of breast cancer is great the need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. Last segment of the show on the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Cedric Granger, Carl Blaylock here with you this evening. As first, we'll jump into this trivia 
We've been uh, talking about at the beginning of the show. I got the hint that an NL Central team was involved, so I yeah. asked if the uh, Cardinals happened to be in that picture. Of course, they're a very successful franchise, so even if I don't know the year, I can make a prediction that the Cardinals potentially were in the mix. Yeah, and the question, again, if you missed it at the top of the show, is when is the last time a World Series game was rained out? And it, it, uh, it could happen tonight for the first time since at least the Cardinals. It was the Cardinals, in fact, who was playing in that World Series. So do you have any idea who the other team might be? I do not. Yeah, do you have a guess on the year at all? No guess on the year. <laughs> uh, well... You might know the game, though. I know you know the game. It's a very, very famous game known for one player who pretty much willed the Cardinals back after they were down to their last strike in the series, actually. Anything? No, my baseball knowledge is not great. I'll admit that. It's probably my weak spot. In terms it was the David Freeze game that got rained out. Game six of the 2011 World Series that got rained out between the uh, Cardinals and the Rangers, the Cardinals in St. Louis, and it got rained out, pushed back a day, and that was the last time that a World Series game has gotten pushed back. Had a few rain delays, most notably the Game 7 one. Uh, but, yeah, it's the first time that, uh, that it's the last time that they've had a game completely rained out. Now, for a game that has been suspended, you have to go back to 2008, uh, which was actually the Phillies Game 5 in the 2008 World Series uh, they had to come back and play it the next day. It got suspended for, uh, got suspended for three hours, or excuse me, suspended for 24 hours, and they had to play the last three innings the next day when the Phillies were able to clinch the World Series that year. So interesting to see that. I don't think they're going to get this game started tonight, but we'll find out here momentarily. We shall. We'll see if history repeats itself tonight. Should be interesting that uh, last time it happened for the Phillies, it ended up working in their favor. So potentially that could happen again for Philadelphia trying to take down the Astros. I'm pulling for Philadelphia personally. And uh, I know there's been the Astros cheating scandal as well as some other potential things with the bats being illegal or some other things. So we'll see how that series goes. But now it's time for our hot picks. Carl, what are you looking at? I'm looking at the under. Browns, Bengals over under 45. Hammer under. Yep. AFC North games have been chippy. They've been low scoring throughout the season. You have not really had a game, I believe, over 43. But, yeah, my pick will be the Sacramento Kings and the Charlotte Hornets, two teams that I absolutely love being able to follow. Charlotte Hornets, of course. Kings are now the team with the longest drought in the history in sports right now from playoffs. But I'll take the Charlotte Hornets plus three. I'm surprised the Kings are favored in this game but that'll take us to the end of our show thank you for listening to the sports fan browns and Bengals are up next thanks for joining us in our 73rd year of serving southeast ohio am 970 and 97.1 fm